and welcome to Rabbit Trails, the show where we talk about a subject and the subjects that rabbit trail off of it, and hopefully by the end, come to a cohesive finish. Hey, and welcome to the third episode. I made it, you made it, um, you're still listening, that's a good sign I think, and so... I will get started. Today's episode is going to be about investing. Um, but uh, as much as I uh, spent a little bit of time uh, learning about that from uh, from a place that I I had spent some time and did some did some uh, interesting work there and stuff like that. And as much as that was valuable, uh, I'm not the one to talk to about uh, investing money. I have not been always very good with money. And that's been something I've just been learning. And I could probably tell you, but I could also probably direct you to a whole bunch of different people um, who are better at investing money and in, in talking about investing money as well than, than I am. So if that was to come up in conversation, uh, I could talk about it, but it's uh, not something that I am an expert in or uh, exactly fluent in in general. Um, but I I do know people who do. But before I talk about that, uh, I just wanted to say a bit about anybody who knows me and knows um, what's happening in my life right now. Uh, when this episode is released, I will be in Germany. Um, I will have had my surgery already, um, but will have... Uh, will be in the hospital still for a little bit longer. And then uh, two days after this podcast is released, I will be going to a rehab center um, in Germany still. Uh, so I'll be staying in Germany for two whole weeks. Um, starting um, Saturday the 8th, I will be leaving here at 5 p.m. And I will be going to Germany. And um, I want to first of all say thank you to everyone for the support that uh, you've given financially in your prayers, in sharing uh, the GoFundMe page. Um, I will link that at the bottom, but um, I have one thing to say before you give, uh, before you even think of giving, is I want you to only give if you feel led to. I will never, I will never, I will try to ever, never, ever give anybody, feel make anybody feel a guilt trip to give or anything like that. I only ever want gifts. I only ever want people to give to anything, anything in their life. I only want ever people to give out of a, a grateful heart, out of a heart that wants to give uh, and not out of guilt because guilt is a very poor motivation and a very it doesn't have it doesn't give you guilt doesn't give you very good good advice when it comes to giving money um, it it's good for if you've done something wrong and you want to correct it guilt is good for that but giving out of guilt to a charity that if you don't give to them is not actually a, it's not a bad thing to not give all the time um, that that is something that I don't agree with I don't ever agree with anybody giving out of guilt and so if you um, feel like giving to anything I want you to to have felt it, to have prayed about it, to have heard from God that that's a good idea to give at that time or at that at that place. Um, and so, uh, yeah, again, I'll put the link, but again, only only follow it if it's something that you feel um, God calling to do you to do. Um, I personally believe God is doing amazing things. We've raised a whole bunch of money through His support, and um, I'm hoping to raise a bit more because uh, there's been uh, some some costs that just need to be covered. I'm going to Germany, yes, but some people need to be paid back um, for for the money that they have given me, um, and I would like uh, to fundraise that as I do not have that money personally myself. And so, one of those things that um, I want to uh, want to say is just 
if you're if you st- if you feel the need feel the, the desire to give and you feel God calling you to give do it but if not do not I do not want anybody giving just out of out of guilt um, if you are just somebody somebody who's a good person and just likes to give things I don't think that's wrong either and you can do whatever you want with your own money I never ever want us to tell anybody this is what they should do with their money and again that's not actually what this podcast uh, today is about either I'm talking about investing a whole different commodity uh, and that is investing your time um, one of the things, uh, as we jump into it now, um, is time is a very unique as far as commodities go. You can always, always do stuff to earn more money. You can, you can hustle. You can do a whole bunch of work. And there's plenty of people on the internet who are going to tell you how to earn money. There's plenty of people who are in your, in who if you, if you ask them, will mentor you to earn more money. There's all kinds of stuff out there like that. But um, I'm talking today about time, and I'm sure there's plenty of people who also talk about investing time too. And I, if you know them, uh, I'm hoping that we uh, can line up on on what's what's a good idea. But um, if you are, uh, yeah, you can always do something to earn more money. But try as you might, no matter what Dr. Oz, your naturopath, or your self-taught health nut of a neighbor says, you really can't get more time. Once it's spent, it's gone. Um, I personally believe that you have a timeline and when God's, God's done with you here on earth, uh, then he'll send you, back, send you up to heaven if that's where you're going. And um, that's my belief. I don't think that, uh, I, I think that anybody who's still alive still has something that, their God, is, that is, God wants to use them for. Um, whether they choose to go along with it or not is is not is not really you know I don't I don't know if it's really up to them or whether you know God will just use them despite them not wanting to be used or if you'll find somebody else and you'll miss out on the rewards God had planned for you there's a, there's a few different directions you can go with different things of like this um, but one I, I want to talk about uh, time in it as a commodity and almost I want to compare it to to some things financially, I'll do my best. I haven't really, I've, I've thought about investing time a lot and I've thought about what what is encompassed in investing time, but I do not want to, um, yeah, I don't want to do anything that will, or let's just say, I don't want to um, to try and make a comparison that's not, not going to fit. Uh, I'm, I'm huge on analogies and I love analogies. But um, if it doesn't fit, I don't like using an analogy too much. Um, if it mostly fits and there's some things that are a little off and people can use their imagination a little bit, I don't mind using those analogies. Jesus used a, a few analogies in the Bible that, that if you carried them to the nth degree, they wouldn't necessarily compute all the time everywhere. But most of his analogies are really spot on and really good at uh, explaining a lot of things. And obviously, he's, he's God in my opinion. So uh, in my opinion, in my belief, that's, that he's God. And so he, he did it perfectly. But um, I don't like using analogies that are poor um, because they don't create good pictures for people to draw off of. Um, and so there's plenty of examples out there of, of bad analogies that, that are just waiting to be crushed. But that's fine. That's not on, that's not on me today. Um, I want to talk about worthwhile investments. Um, I'm going to be talking about all kinds. Um, one of the most worthwhile, in my opinion, is... Um, serving God. And again, I'm a Christian, so I'm coming from that point of view. Uh, If you're not and you're listening to this, uh, I don't want you to shut it out or turn it off. I'm hoping that you'll still be able to get some value out of this. Um, But uh, I will read a Bible verse just to to, uh, illustrate something a little bit. Uh, And again, don't don't let the the obscurity of the verse and the the 
the given the given your don't let your your lenses turn you off don't let your the way you view the world turn you off from this verse too much i want you to take what you can out of it um i believe that god will will speak to you in, in the area that you are at he wants to meet you where you're at he doesn't want to force you to to come to a certain spot and then you have to listen to it from that point of view i don't believe in that at all i believe god's a gentleman he tries to meet you where you're at he tries to meet you in that in that area where you're at and come alongside you and help you move forward into into the things he has planned for you which are great and awesome things. And so uh, I'm going to be reading out of Matthew 25 verses 14 to 30. Uh, This was on my heart a little bit this week and I was able to actually share it with another friend of mine as well. Um, The friend of mine who I share it with, we don't necessarily agree on on stuff politically or anything like that, but we've had some pretty good conversations so far and we've been able to come away as as still respecting each other. Um, And I think that's really good. I think that's something valuable that's missing in the world today. Uh, I, I guess what some people call it is the cancel culture. Um, if you don't agree with someone, you just cancel them out. You, you shut them out. No, just cancel every everybody who doesn't do anything that uh, everybody who does something that I don't agree with. Shut them down. Again, I'm I'm I love free speech. I love uh, the freedom of speech that we have in our country. I wish sometimes it was it was taken care of a little better, but that's not what I'm talking about again today. Um, but what I am I am just talking about a little bit is I I, I love that. In the world nowadays, we have um, we have so much toxicity, and I'm talking about both sides of the spectrum. I don't, I don't know if I've covered this in, in a past talk, uh, podcast, but uh, there's so much toxic people on both sides of the spectrum. There's the people on the, the left and the people on the right, and again, I personally am more right-leaning, but I, I see toxic people on both sides of the spectrum. I'm not going to name names. I'm not I don't like doing that very much. I'm not a huge fan of, of naming names, calling people out publicly. Just not. That's just not me. Um, that's not how I feel. It uh, people should do things either. You're never going to create a bridge um, of understanding by just um, calling people names and putting people down. Um, I I I would love. I again, as I was talking about, my friend and I have opposing views completely. I think in, if if some of the Facebook posts he puts up and all that stuff that are are any indication, we probably have polar opposite views of a lot of things. And yet, I was still able to have a, a productive conversation. I feel like I came away edified. I hope he he felt edified. I I don't know that for sure. It was over Facebook, so I can't really gauge how edified he might have been. But I do want to say that I felt enormous edification personally. Uh, just learning from that and listening to a different point of view than mine um, because I feel personally that we can learn from everybody even if you don't agree with them you can learn different arguments that they might have that you can argue next time if you also you know were in a little bit of a debate um, I'm personally a huge fan of admitting I'm wrong uh, that's one thing I've learned over time is is something more valuable than than anything is being able to admit you're wrong taking responsibility for being wrong too um, that taking up that responsibility, that personal responsibility for being wrong, I think that's important. And also for dialogue to be open. If you're able to create honest and open dialogue between two people who disagree with each other, you can create so many bridges and still not agree with the person. And that's okay. Not agreeing with someone doesn't mean they're an enemy. Anybody who doesn't agree with you doesn't make them an enemy of you. It makes them a human being who has their own thought process, who has their own way of thinking, and doesn't make them an evil person. And I I think there's too much of that, especially, and again, I'm speaking from coming from a right, right-wing culture, and I've seen too many people who, um, who might agree with some of the things that I agree with, but who automatically just, they go about it in a very, very wrong way. They go about it in a way of just anything that the opposing person says or does 
is bad. And frankly, I don't agree with that point of view. I am um, a huge fan of believing in people as the people they are. I'm a huge fan of believing in people as people who want better for the world. Um, whether they go about it the right way or not is what I want to dialogue about. I want to dialogue with people and I want people on both sides of the spectrum. And again, I'm not saying that the right side is the only side that's not open. to. I, I know plenty of people on the left also who would who are just not open to talking. And I just think that too many people, too many people are just not open to dialogue at all. Um, and uh, that's why I just, I would love, I love that there's, there is some people out in the world that I actually won't, I'm not going to mention because I don't want to affiliate myself with, with them specifically, just because that's not, not the direction I want to head. First of all, either with this podcast or in general, I don't want to affiliate me myself with one group. And then all of a sudden that group does something bad. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm labeled in and lumped in with them. Uh, that's not what I want. I just want uh, to be able to dialogue. I want to say reasons why it's bad, why it's good. I want scientific evidence that proves um, the facts. If you're going to say facts, you need I want people to have evidence for it and proof of it. Um, I want a proper debate to be done without mudslinging, without constant bickering. I I, I remember seeing a debate, uh, a, a monk debate between um, between a few people, and it was on the, the on political poli- uh, politically correctness, political correctness, and. Um, Behind, I'm not a huge fan of the political correctness movement personally because of the fact that it hinders free speech. Um, but the whole the whole thing in general was a whole bunch of mudslinging, and um, I think there was there was one or two individuals in there who who actually did do some valuable things, mostly just one. But um, the rest were was a lot of of mudslinging and didn't really get to the point of political correctness. That's how divided it was and how it, it didn't feel valuable it didn't feel like the time was valuable that wasn't spent well in that thing and that actually brings me back to just even when you're in places how do you use your time well and um another thing too is um if people are taking your time for granted uh if people are um thinking about you know if our if you have set up an appointment with someone uh and uh they're constantly late or if they're you're making an appointment with someone you've never met before uh, and they don't show um, that's a very insensitive use of your time and insensitive uh, view of the value of your time I don't think the person really sees the value of it um, I was talking about this with a friend recently and whenever I when we, we talked about it he said he had just recently had a client who had did a no-show and just like had they had they had apologized but uh, and he said he'd give him one more chance but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't something he necessarily liked that people would people would abuse the time like that. The person. Uh, I don't know what the situation. I just know that he was talking. We were just talking about how your time is valuable. And then the same person had act, had accidentally forgot about someone. Um, uh, someone about a meeting with the person, and uh, they went up to the person and apologized profusely. They showed true repentance. Uh, not just a text, but actually they went up to the person and they said, I'm extremely sorry for um, misusing your time. They went up to the person and said, I do not want to take your time for granted. And so I am extremely sorry. I value your time. Don't let other people invalu- invalidate your time. The person was gracious, gracious enough to um, to say to my friend that um, that it was okay. But uh, it's it just was one of those things that... Um, we both, one of the, me and my friend had agree, had agreed on in the conversation that that time is so valuable. Again, once it's spent, you can't get it back. It's just gone. You can't earn that time back. You can't make it back. And your time on Earth is limited to as many days as God gives you. Um, and so, um, I want you to to all like to realize that too. Just 
the value of your time. Your time is more valuable than money. And yes, do I think that people who, who want money should work for it? Yes, I think the Bible also says those who do not work should not eat. Um, I don't want to go against anybody who, who holds a point of view about helping people who are on the street. I believe in helping people as much as possible. I believe in doing what you can to help people. Um, but I also believe in helping people truly. I believe in more uh, creating more places or programs or something that will help people um, learn how to earn more. Uh, and for the people who are disabled or who are are, are just in, or who have been who have been put in a position where they literally cannot, um, for there to be support for that and to be compassion and mercy. Um, I just, I would, I would wish there was more of a balance between that because there's no, too many times there's not a balance. There's, there's just a whole bunch of mudslinging, uh, and constant, just like they didn't earn it. They don't get it. And just like stick them in their face and say, you don't do anything for it. You don't get it. There's no compassion. There's no mercy. And in my opinion, Jesus showed lots of compassion and lots of mercy, um, when it came to people who needed teaching or needed love or needed food or needed money or needed something. I believe God was God himself when he came down in the form of Jesus and Jesus was a very compassionate person. There was a time they talk about how Jesus once one time went uh, went with his disciples on a boat to cross, uh, I think it was a lake, so that they could, so they, they'd get to the other side and uh, so that they could just have a bit of rest. So they were trying to go somewhere where they'd find some rest. But the people found out about it. And they went around and, and they came and they ended up meeting them right where Jesus ended up being. Uh, and in it didn't say, it doesn't say he drove them away or anything like that. It said he had compassion on them. And so he was already exhausted. He was in, he was probably just tired of healing people all day and teaching and talking all day. And he'd been doing a lot and Jesus still had a human body. And so he still got exhausted and he didn't turn them away in impatience. He didn't turn them away at all. In fact, he said it had, in, in, in fact, it says in the Bible that he had compassion and that's a big thing. And again, so I haven't got to the verse that I was actually meaning to read, um, but I just wanted to touch on some of those points because those points mean a lot to me. Those are, those are very important points to make. Um, and I think that too many people don't, don't, uh, don't, don't abide by that very much. And I think that there, there needs to be more more compassion in my side. In my opinion, there needs to be more compassion on the right. Uh, and there mean, and on, on the left, there needs to be more people who are willing to listen um, to a few other ideas. And there needs to be more accountability on the left. And there needs to be more um, people on the right who are looking for ways to serve others, not just make money. Uh, there's just both sides have their own difficulties they're dealing with. But what I'm reading in Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30, if you've probably forgotten but for how long it's already taken for me to get to this, uh, it's the parable of the talents. Uh, and again, I want you to caveat again that it has some obscurity to this verse, but I still believe that it holds a valuable lesson um, about not just what God's going to do in the end, but just about what to do with what you've been given. Um, I've always really liked this parable for, for its... Um, ability when it's translated into English um, for some of the duality of the words a little bit, which is really nice. So, uh, and I'll explain that what I mean when I when after I'm done reading. So, the the verse goes for it will be uh, the the parable of the talent starts for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. When he went away, then he went away. 
He who, he who had received five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug, a hole, dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also said, and he also who had the talent, the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He who also had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you had i knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed so i was afraid and i went and hid your talent in the ground here you have what is yours but his master answered him you wicked and slothful servant you knew that i reap where i have not sown and gather where i have scattered no seed then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and at my coming i should have re- i should have received what was my own with interest so take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents for to everyone who has mu- will, who has will more be given and he will have an abundance but from the one who has not even what he has will not be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So I want to touch on a few things in this verse that I've really, uh, as I was reading it also, I just, I really enjoyed that. Um, it's just one of the things that was really great is just um, the fact that there, they talks about um, being faithful over little and being given much. Um, I think there's so much lesson in this whole talents, but one of the things I like is it talks about you are responsible for for it also there's another verse um uh in the bible it says for who, for whoever for for to whoever much is given much will be expected so he expected more out of the one he gave and again what i was meaning about the duplicity of the words is um just and it's a it's a small duplicity i, I think it could be tra- translated a few different ways but talents and talents so talents as in the amount of money um that was that was counted that that was that was what it was called in the jewish times and also talents in is in your talents and abilities i like that it just kind of like it just kind of melds a little bit in english it's really really nice uh, that you can kind of kind of look at it that way a little bit but anyways that's my nerd my my english nerd moment um but uh so he so he calls uh calls the servants he entrusts them his property um to go and and do more um to do with yeah, he said to each according to their ability, and so he entrusted them to to do something with that money that earned him that earned him more money, and, and these are his servants, and so this is what he expected. Um, and so he's talking about, and again, I believe he's talking about like the the not only the, the not only the abilities that he's given us and the giftings he's given us, but also the time he's given us. In Ephesians, it talks about um, do not waste your time for the days are evil. And I am speaking to myself as much as to everyone, wasting time is just the same as throwing dollar bills out the door out the out, out the out the balcony into the river or something like that and just you know throwing it out there and wasting it or burning money it's the same thing um and what i the reason the one i'm saying is i'm not saying that 
um, you should be using the time to make money. I'm just saying that you're you're throwing away something that's super valuable. You're 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 throwing it away like it's trash. You're you're wasting your time on things that are not adding value to you and not add, adding value to others. And that's something that I, I want to stress too. When I'm talking about investing time, I'm talking about investing in the sense that you're adding value to yourself or adding value to others or both. Um, that's something that's very important. And I think that that's kind of what this verse touches on a little bit. And then again, um, his master said to him. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. You have been faithful over a little. And I learned this. I've been learning this the hard way. Um, God has been giving me a whole bunch of little things that he's just been piling on little by little and just small little things that have been piling on. And as I've been working and going through them, um, uh, as I've done good with some, God has started entrusting me with a little more. Um, and as I haven't been doing good with others, God's been convicting me on that and saying, I've been giving you this. I'm giving you this small bit because I want to entrust you with more later. And, and that's the thing. That's one of the things I believe about God too. He wants to entrust us with more. He wants to be able to entrust us with more. He wants to be able to to give us um, something that is of, of greater worth than than what we have now he wants to give us more of greater worth than is even is worth than is worth on here on earth um because i believe that it also says in the it says uh it says in the bible that um store do not store for yourself treasures on earth but store for yourself treasures in heaven where moth uh and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not thieves do not break in and steal um so it's true and again if you if you are a christian like i am um Investing your time into doing stuff for the kingdom is is like a huge investment into your your future eternity and and investing in eternity again is of eternal value and this is literally what it, you know it's you're investing into eternity so again if you believe in 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 the eternal soul and in the eternal um in in, in spending time in in being in spending time in eternity with Jesus then you're going to be investing and every time you're adding value to people and doing your best to serve others and stuff like that. In, in my opinion, that's what a true leader does is he does his best to serve those he's leading and to find ways to make it better for them or to uh, help them win. If a leader's not helping others win, he's doing something wrong. And I think that's very, that's something that's, that's, that don't, people don't, don't stress enough, but um, that's one thing that I've learned a lot from the John Maxwell team and everything like that. I've been learning a lot from them and from people who are John Maxwell leaders as well, who have invested in me, who have given me so much value and they've given me so much of their time and I'm realizing more and more how much time they've given me and how much that time is actually their investment in me. And I want to turn that investment into something even more. The same thing as as um, as I'm just going to quickly talk about is just about, about people. The more people have been donating to me, the more I want to use that money that they're donating and just become something even more. And so I want to use the, the I want their to donations to be to uh, an internal, an internal donation. I want them to have felt like when they give to me, when they give to Joey and they make him better and they, they you know, help his back, then what Joey's gonna do, I trust that Joey's gonna go and he's gonna invest in so many people. It's gonna be, and, it, and I personally believe that if you've invested in someone who invests in millions of people, you get credit for that. Whether in small part or in big part, you get credit for that. You get credit for doing that to someone. So it's kind of like residual income in heaven. If you are part of a multi-level marketing or, or anything, you, you understand what residual income is. If you don't, uh, whatever, it's not a big deal. But it's it's like residual income in heaven. The more people you can invest in, who also, if you teach them to invest in others, 
this it's investing in your own future it's investing in your own eternity and and again coming from a christian point of view just like that's of eternal value and that's just so so valuable that i i I can't even stress that enough. And so that's what I was just saying again about people who are or giving me money and are again, they're not even giving it to me. I have no control of the money, so just just realize I'm sorry, I don't want to not anybody think that oh man, I'm getting rich of people donating. That's not what's happening. Uh, I'll have you know that uh, all the money is being looked over carefully by people who are wiser than me um, and who have more wisdom and it's it's handled by two different people um, and they have control of it. So if anybody wants to know that that's how, that's how it's being it's being handled by two different people and, and it's it's being controlled by wise people who actually care about using it well and having integrity. The people who, are, and I'm not saying I don't, but I'm saying that the people who, who have control of the money are, are, are people with a massive amount of integrity. Um, and so when I... When I've been looking at at this a bit, uh, I've just been seeing. Uh, anyways, I'll get back on track, maybe, kind of. Um, but yeah, the the investment that people are making in me that just makes spurs me on more and more to be someone worth investing in, first of all, and someone who's going to turn that investment and turn it into gold, heavenly gold, and turn it into something that just has eternal value. And I just, just want to run forward and faster and stronger and more into the joy of my master as this verse says but also into that into that eternal value and adding more people to God's kingdom and doing what I can to add the most amount of valuable value to God's kingdom and add the most amount of value to people's life even here on earth sometimes too uh, I still feel like there there is things that you can do here on earth that that will add value to you and will also implicate eternal value so if you let's say you teach someone how to earn lots of money but you also teach them how to give as well as they earn more money that they're able to use it wisely to steward it well because I believe that all money is from God and so stewarding it well is super important and I believe that the rich who use their riches and don't steward them well and don't give to people and and are you know are are evil wicked rich people um, they will be dealt with accordingly um, and I think that the people who um, who do become rich and are using it so well like I, I have I remember uh, I just keep on being told about people like Rockefeller and even Bill Gates who who just try and fund as much as they can in philanthropy and and things like that and you, you know some people might have different opinions about wealthy people and um, there's some there's some things to be there's some things that people have about the tax cuts and stuff like that I'm not touching on that I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole because I know nothing about that that's not something that I'm that I'm an expert in there's people out there you'll hear both sides of the coin um, I just I just say that I'm not an expert on that and I will not claim to be um, but what I'm saying is that um, those those people will be held accountable there will be accountability for that there will be people who are who in the end God will punish those who are wicked with their money it says um, uh, in in again in the Bible somewhere I, I know so many references I know so many uh, so many words but so little references which is to my detriment unfortunately but it says in the Bible that um, the wages of the or the 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 bones of the laborers whose wages you kept back or the blood of the laborers whose whose wages you kept back by fraud are crying out against you uh and i don't remember who it's talking to specifically but it is it does have that context of being in the future about talking to talking about people who have and i believe that god is the same yesterday today and tomorrow and that that same thing will be held true of the people who have riches today and who have comfort in this life and have used and squ- not only squandered their wealth but also not given to people with their wealth not use that wealth to help other people but just selfishly held on to i earn this i can do whatever i want with it but but the people who are giving and using that money to just to give it even talks about in the bible about the, the the poor widow who gave out of her poverty who gave out of the the last 
the last cent she had. And so she gave, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was at the time I remember hearing about it, or I remember being taught, and it was quite a few years ago, is that it was worth about the quarter of what a penny is today. Um, and and so, and she, you know, it wasn't very much, and there was there was rich people dumping bags of gold into the the temple coffer, and she had put in her, her tiny amount. And Jesus said that her giving is more valuable than theirs. She is earning more in heaven because of that. And so I think that's something that um, is is extremely is is something that you need to take into account when you're when you're looking at, at giving and stuff like that. Is uh, I, I'm not saying you should give until you're poor. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. You still need to steward well. I still believe in stewarding it well. Um, and so uh, I also want to talk about just. The time, I feel like I'm just not touching on so many things. There's so many directions that I want to head with this. Uh, I'm going to try and pull myself back just a little bit because there is some things I do want to say. Uh, investing time in your family um, is is so, so valuable. So let's say, uh, and again, let's talk about practicality-wise and also just from the the non, not necessarily the practical side, but also the the duty and also the the side of your heart being your heart longing to do that to give to others. And again, one of the things that that even Tony Robbins talks about is when you're when you're pouring yourself out for others and giving to others and helping others, um, that's when you'll start feeling more fulfillment. I agree with him. I personally think you should do it under the under the Christian banner. But if you're still doing it and you're not doing it under the Christian banner, I still think you should do it. And so if you don't want to become a Christian, but you don't, you do want to give to others, all the power to you. I, I, I just, I believe that's still a good thing to do. Um, but in your family, let's categorize this just a little bit. So let's talk about your kids. Investing in your kids uh, is good practically because they're going to take care of you when you're old. Uh, and they're the ones you're leaving a legacy for. You, you want to leave a good legacy. And in, in some senses, that's very practical. In some senses, that's uh, a, a strong, a, should be a strong desire for everyone is leaving a legacy. But your kid's going to get old. Who's going to take care of you um, when you're old? Uh, and who's going to make the decisions for you when you're old? Uh, would you rather it be some kids who you spurn the rest of your life and they just happen to have control because they happen to be your kids? And either they want nothing to do with you and just leave it to somebody else who, who you might not be able to have control of when you're old and have dementia or something like that? Or would you rather leave it to, to kids who you've trust? You, not only you trust because you've raised them right and you've done your best, but, and you've shown them love, but also kids who, who have a loving desire for your best as well. And so that also, if you know that you're not in the right mind to, to make decisions, you know that they still have your best interest in mind. And so, and just leaving a legacy and, and, and being someone who's, who when they talk at your funeral has that legacy and has that like, man, this, my dad, he taught me so much or my mom, she taught me so much about this and she loved me unconditionally and you know, things like that, just leaving a legacy for that is, is just a huge, huge value. That's adding value and at your funeral, I've been, I've went to funerals and I've had value added to me just by that person being someone who was valuable and who was investing in others. Uh, I was at a, a friend's grandparents' funeral um, and he was someone who gave to others and who poured into others. And that was just, I, when I went there, I was like, I was spurred on to do more. And if your legacy can spur people on to do more, I'd say you did a pretty good legacy. I mean, unless it's a legacy of like, don't do what this guy did. I mean, he, you know, it's kind of a loser. Don't do what he does. And if that spurs people on, cool. I mean, you mean you did, you did something, hooray. But if your legacy is one like, man, he did so much and he believed in people doing this much and he, he, he loved God this much and he, you know, all this stuff and it just spurs people on, I'd say 
say that's leaving a great legacy. That's leaving a fantastic legacy. That's leaving a legacy of gold. That's leaving a legacy of immeasurable value. Um, and so, and not only are you adding value to your family and to your friends, but also to people who you might not know super well, but are coming to support their friend at your funeral. Um, and that's again, even that, even that is of, of a major amount of value. Uh, and so that's something I think you should think about very, very likely and your spouse. So one of the things I, I like to talk about is if you're planning on being married to your spouse for the rest of your life and you, you want that for your, 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 your marriage, you'll need to invest in it. Marriage requires investments of time and of, of money and, and of, of just of investments in general. Marriage requires that, first of all. And second of all, marriage, if you're planning on spending that person, time with that person for the rest of your life, you want to invest in it. So as you get older together, it becomes better and better. Marriage, when invested in, becomes better and just better and better and better as long as you're both investing and you're both going hard to invest in each other. Uh, and I personally believe investing in God first and then each other. And then, uh, but because because of the God I believe in, uh, investing in, in Him is also investing in your marriage too. And it's just, anyways, there's a there's a little bit I can I could talk I could talk your ear off about that too. But investing in your marriage, investing in 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 that, if you're planning on being married to that person forever, they're going to be there longer than your job will be. They're going to be there longer than your your money might even be. You know, they're going to be there, and and hopefully you, you're going to be planning so you have money for. The, but but even still, when you're earning the money, think about the marriage and about about the fact you're investing in your future. But also, don't don't invest into uh, money for your future and for your family's future now at the expense of your family now because you'll your your family will lose out on you now and will lose out on a lot of investments they could have and again i know that um a lot of people if you want to look at a comparison to money the sooner you invest with compound interest the better um, people who invest for five years at it there's a there's a, even a stat you could look up but I, i'm pretty sure if you invest for like five years when you're younger at 10 percent if you're if you're if you're at 25 and you invest for five years till like 30 and then someone invests the same amount from 30 until they retire for for 30 more years there's i think if i remember correctly they are still earning going to earn less than you based on the the compound interest. I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. I know I can guide you to people who will tell you that way better than I will. But the biggest thing is the more you can invest in your time, your kids now and stuff like that too. And again, I still think that going to work and earning money is investing in your family still. Um, but I don't, I, th- I think that your time with your family and spending time with your family, quality time and quantity time, uh, is just as important as going to work, if not more important. Sometimes, um, don't do one at the expense of the other or anything of like that. Try to try to obviously find a work-life balance. You should work so your family can eat and all this stuff. God gave you the ability to work. There's so much surrounding that. I could talk about that all day. Um, uh, and I, if anybody wants to, I can talk about that more. I can I can do that a lot. Um, and just but like just investing in your marriage is so huge. Investing into your kids that's so huge. Investing into your parents or parental figures. Whoever you were, you grew up with. If you didn't grow up with great, if good parents, and you have somebody else who stepped in to take that role, or if you didn't, uh, investing into mentors, even um, the practical part. There's practical wisdom, advice, and support. Um, the the non-practical part of the human desire. Everyone's human desire to be loved. Um, that's also, in a sense, it's actually more practical than you might think. Because everyone has that hole in them, that hole that wants to be loved and respected, and they want people to look up to them. That hole in their their life for fulfillment, 
um, it can it can it, it, it in in part is due to wanting to be loved, wanting to be desired, wanting to be respected, wanting people to want them. Um, that's a huge thing that surrounds people as well. Um, and uh, investing time in building your legacy is a very big thing as well. Uh, I believe building a legacy of of a of a loving father and, and a loving uh, loving uh, just a loving person in general is very good. Um, and investing time in mentoring others, uh, and investing time in, um, in, in work, uh, different things like that. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this podcast here. Uh, it's been long enough. Uh, and I think that I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna end this here. And I feel like I might actually talk about this topic next time. Uh, I'm not promising that I'm actually gonna have a podcast out after this one is out for another two weeks um, due, as a fact, due to the fact that I'm in Germany for two weeks. And so if there's a two week break, um, that's gonna be expected. If there's not, um, that's really cool. Then I somehow managed to get some more time and, and that's really cool too. And likely then I'm recording from Germany, which is also really cool. Um, and so, yeah. That is it for today. Uh, thank you so much for joining me again. Uh, today, I felt a really big passion for what I'm speaking about. I don't know if you noticed it. Um, I am also trying my best to improve. Uh, I feel like I did a few less ums and uhs in this one. Uh, hopefully, I did because I would like to get better at that. And most of the time, when I'm passionate about something, I, I do have a little less ums and uhs because I actually have my brain is working really hard to come up with some 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 things that that I, that the, to, to communicate the things that I actually believe to to say the things that I actually value and things like that. And so, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for. Everyone who's been listening to the stuff I've been listening to and, and supporting me, I really appreciate that. Um, and I, I hope you guys will have yourself a very good day. And I will talk to you hopefully in two weeks. 